Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello! Welcome to the LeBroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LeBroCubicalist, is who I am. There's no denying it. Try as you might. The denial is a river in Egypt in your case, and nothing but that. Mm. At the top, oh, today's Fry Internet Day, and my name I already said. Oh, God, this is not a good sign of things to come. Let's hope I turn it around from this point forward by saying, on your average every day, within the liberal cube, I give a spoiler warning. However, on Fry internet days, which this is, I do not give any spoiler warnings, which, uh, in itself is a sort of spoiler warning when you really DDD and think about it. DDD, within Libercube, stands for Dig Down Deep, as we all know, as we all know and love, I assume. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that, if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million. Dollars. No. <laughs> that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts. Those things. So nice of you. If you have done so. If you have not done so, what the fuck? I still love you, but to a lesser degree. I have to admit it. I have to admit it. A lesser degree. But if it's still, it's still a degree of love that you're listening at all, but just the simple mathematical fact that there's got to be a little less love. Hmm. Uh, for internet days are days in which I remember, or at least try to remember, to say that there's an app for this. Meaning, of course, this podcast. Available for your listening pleasure, question mark, and convenience exclamation point within the Google Play Android storefront area thing place. If, like me, you are on a iDevice, which is, if you are unaware, what I record these podcasts on, in fact, what you can do is add the Podbean website to your mobile device's home screen, which is very app-like in its form and functionality, thanks to the good people over at Podbean. You know what? Question, if I may, and uh, if we could get a little audience participation at this time, it would be greatly appreciated. The question comes in the form of, the missus has a Android phone and no data plan. I know, what's the point of having a smartphone without a data plan, I say, to her ad nauseum? And she says, no, it's stupid. Uh, It costs too much money. It's one of those things, too, that once you have, there's no way you can go back to having a, let's face it, a dumb phone. How does one like that listen to podcasts? What's a good app within the Android Google Play Store that will let her download rather than stream podcasts? 
if you could let me know that, it would be greatly appreciated. Because I've uh, downloaded a couple, and none of them seem to work that great, or at all in some cases. So, you know, uh, every once in a while I try to make her listen to one of these. And that would help me doing so if I had something easy-peasy, because her technical know-how is virtually nil. Let's face it. She doesn't listen to this podcast, as I have just indicated, so I could say whatever the hell I want about her. <laughs> With zero repercussions! Yay! Now, that being said, I do love her greatly, so what I will say is just that! Haha! <laughs> yeah, you thought I was gonna say something mean, but no? Not gonna happen. Okay, uh, one of my longest preambles ever, I do believe that has been. So, what we will do is the last and final piece of podcast-related Which is today's sponsor, which is... Pete Holmes, Peter Holmes, Tidy Whiteys. Oh. <laughs> I wrote that down a long time ago and didn't get it. Uh, hmm. Once again, today's sponsor are Pete Holmes Brand, Peter Holmes, Tidy Whiteys. Pete Holmes spelled H-O-L-M-E-S, and Holmes, as in Peter Holmes, spelled H-O-M-E-S, in where your Peter, which is another name for your penis, uh, lives. Your, your Peter Holmes. Oh, explaining it makes it so, so very much better. Mmm, tidy whities Okay, uh, this is an episode opening only. So, speaking of, of Peter Holmes, which is the homes for your Peters in your pants, huh? this is just the tip, just the tip of the episode. What's going to happen is you are going to hear, hear, why is my voice going funny? You're going to hear a uh, transition sound, and then in moments... I will be devoting an entire Internet Day episode to the podcast Making It Weird with, which I think I've done pretty good, <laughs> Making It Weird with Mr. Pete Holmes. Uh, it's a podcast I didn't know about, unfortunately, until very recently. That's unfortunate. What the sort of bright side that I'm taking away, though, is that it means there's an entire back catalog of episodes that I've never heard and can... Uh, therefore, you know, here, what I did was picked out some of my favorites from uh, years past, because uh, he's been doing this for a while, and uh, we're going to talk about them as happens on a Fra Internet Day. Although I don't think I've ever really done a Fra Internet Day devoted entirely to one podcast and one podcast only. Maybe I have, maybe I have. But if I have, it's been a long time. And uh, the time is ripe for this. Right. So, uh, I guess the final thing to say is transition away! Transition! And we're back. Okay, so, uh, I kind of, what I did was pick and chose episodes from the past. <laughs> uh, I guess the order is, I'm pretty sure, from the furthest past to closer, less pasty? Yeah, sure. Episode the first that I've brought back is with none other than Mr. Jimmy Pardo, who has a podcast of his own, in fact. In fact, wait a second. 
Uh, every single person I realize that I have brought back to talk about who appeared on uh, Making It Weird with Pete Holmes has their own podcast. I do not plan that, but that uh, apparently is how it worked out. I think it has something to do with the fact that I like podcasts. And podcasters and podcasting, for that reason. Yes, all all the things. Jimmy Pardo, uh, I think out there as far as comedians, uh, one of the funniest, yes, definitely, but uh, I think highest on the list of his comedic abilities is, I think, timing. He's got the comedic timing of a comedic timing god. <laughs> all right, I'm not sure what a comedic timing god would be like, but very Jimo, Jimmy Pardo-esque. Ah, yeah, sure, there you go. And he had... Uh, Pete uh, cracking up repeatedly over the course of this talk. Let's talk, uh, and let's just talk mm -hmm. a little bit about making weird itself, making it weird itself, rather. First of all, how about the theme song done by Mr. Reggie Watts? So right off the bat, if you can have a theme song and uh, can pick anyone in the world to do your theme song, pick Reggie Watts because he is a podcast theme song writing god. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> and plus, uh, incredibly funny in its own right. I uh, highly recommend his... Uh, kind of hard to call it a stand-up comedy special, but I suppose you would. Just because he involves music with it, and comedy, and weirdness. Making it weirdness, even. Uh, I have a desire to re-watch that, actually. And I think maybe that's a bonus of combining music and comedy... If it's done well, that is, because it could be done not well, uh, is that for a normal stand-up routine, you may not want to see it again, because you've heard all the jokes, and, you know, why bother re-watching the same jokes? That is often the thought. However, if you combine music, no one ever says, oh, I've heard that song already, why would I want to hear it again? <laughs> that, that is not a common thought. Perhaps that's why I feel a revisiting of it would be worth my while. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Reggie Watts. We're here to talk about Pete Holmes and Making It Weird, specifically with Jimmy Pardo. The Making It Weird quite often comes in the form of Pete asking questions that you probably, or in fact, definitely wouldn't just ask your friends if you were sitting around talking. Like, uh, they got into talking about therapy, um, breakups, breakups that led to therapy, in other words and got pretty, uh, pretty in-depth into that. I don't think I've really ever had a breakup where uh, I felt like I needed therapy afterwards. Uh, now, there's ones that I suppose if the missus and I did, I would. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. But uh, no, other than that, there's ones I've been, I suppose, upset about. My most serious girlfriend before the missus I was uh, was upset about, but not therapy upset. <laughs> they got a little talking about how uh, Jimmy Pardo measures five foot four tall feet, that is. That's the imperial system. And uh, <laughs> Pete Holmes is six six, which is a fair bit of difference. <laughs> Over a foot, in fact. A foot, in fact. And yet they could still be friends. Oh, the heights getting together and, and forgetting their differences and really just getting along with one another. Hmm. So, so very nice. I'm a 6'1", so, you know, right in there. On the tall spectrum, I suppose. Once you're over six foot, 
are you sort of automatically tall, or is that now the new average? I guess it depends where you are. The the missus and I always, uh, well, not always, but have spoken of how we would go to Japan and just be giants, because she's like 5'10", almost 5'11", I think, so, you know, pretty hilarious. We'd be like uh, Guaylo Godzillas. Guaylo Godzillas, that might be a good title of this episode. Hmm... I'll have to, uh, I'm not 100% sure what guaylo means. I, I think it's a derogatory term for white people. But I am a white person, so I'm allowed to say that, right? Pretty sure, pretty sure. Uh, they spoke a little bit of the psychology of late-night television. This was interesting and sort of personifies what a lot of these shows turn into. Uh, if you were unfamiliar, Jimmy Pardo, standing up, comedian, as he says, but also opens for Conan O'Brien, like warms the audience up before Conan O'Brien comes out. Like, so every single episode he's there shooting the shit with the audience, telling a couple of jokes, getting them uh, riled up a little bit for Conan O'Brien to come out and do his, uh, his business. So they talked a little bit about why this is necessary and things to do and not to do and the psychological reasons why these things are good or bad. Uh, and that's something I think uh, I really, really love about this podcast that potentially others might not, I've just realized. I like to consider myself a comedy nerd. It's one of my many nerdy flavors is comedy. Knowing comedians, knowing some of the, the lingo, like tagging, um, bits, callbacks, and what have yous. So when they start talking on this podcast comedians talking very, very technical aspects of stand-up comedy. It's something I really, really enjoy. But uh, potentially, I could see if this is not something you have. You just want to laugh, and you don't want to know the reasons behind the laughter. Uh, you may not find that inter interesting, That you may not find that interesting. Uh, they ended their talk with a little of the old God talk, because that's how Pete likes to, uh, I suppose, make it weird, usually towards the end of their talk and uh, ask people about their religious preferences and whether they believe in God and stuff like that. Uh, apparently Pete Holmes used to be super religious and was raised very, very religious, has since fallen off that bandwagon, thank God I say ironically. <laughs> but uh, that's an interesting part of this as well, as you probably, if you've listened to many of these podcasts, know, uh, I like a little of the old uh, religion versus atheism talk, very, very much so. Uh, <laughs> probably good evidence of that is the fact that uh, Penn Jillette does the show opening. Yeah, that's probably a good indicator of my atheistic leanings. Okay, so moving on to guest the second, mm -hmm. Mr. Chris Hardwick. Yes, of course I had to bring this one back. It goes without saying, and yet I will say it anyways, and talk about it. Chris Hardwick, fellow cod, cod pastor, fellow cod pastor, one of the reasons behind me doing this podcast, uh, as I like to bring up when he comes up, and that is he quite often talks on his podcast that people will come up to him and say, how do you get into stand-up comedy? How do I be a stand-up comedian? And quite simply, he tells them, just go do it. Go out there and start telling jokes on stage. That is how you do it. So I took that advice and uh, kind of shuffled it on over to the podcast realm. How do you start a podcast? You just go do it. You just do one 
and then post it. And then kind of take it from there. So, thank you. Uh, they started uh, with a little talk of Chris Hardwick's now girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra, who, if you are at all familiar with cosplay, you may know her from various cosplay circles. Uh, incredibly beautiful, uh, seemingly very, very smart and funny. So, lucky bastard, basically. Just like myself in the messes. Hey, there you go. Uh, the missus, however, does not share the uh, sort of nerdy leanings that Chloe Dykstra and Chris Hardwick do. So, you know, just goes to show you that it could work either way. Opposites do, in fact, attract like magnets. They met, just as an example of their nerdishnesses, met at Gallifrey One, which, if you are unfamiliar, is a Doctor Who convention. A Comic-Con-like Doctor Who-related only convention. It's something I would freaking love to go to. When I do go to uh, Fan Expo in Toronto Comic-Con, I do have my Doctor Who shoes on. So, you know, that's uh, that's Doctor Who-y. Whovian, if you will. <laughs> they did a couple of... Uh, impressions of their fellow comedians. Uh, my two favorite were Kamel Nanjiani, who I will give a little hint, is our next guest, and Todd Berry. Todd Berry has a very sort of distinct way of talking, so... But <laughs> but on the other hand, Kamel Nanjiani doesn't really have... Uh, I wouldn't consider it a distinct way of talking, and yet they were able to do them both very spot on. And that's another thing I like of comedians, and maybe even podcasters in particular... And that is, uh, they seem to really, really get along with one another, and there's sort of a camaraderie there. And there's never really, seemingly, and this is me on the outside looking in, never really any animosity on an angry sort of level between any of them. So, I like that. Uh, in Pete's effort to make it weird, they spoke a little bit of Chris Hardwick's alcoholism. Uh, used to be a big, uh, a big drunkie, but not for many years, so that's good and of the different types of drugs. Ah, uh, yeah, that was an interesting as well. Uh, I think, I know I get more talkative, because, <laughs> that's very strange. Uh, in normal, actual, factual, everyday life, I'm very uh, quiet for the most part. More of a listener than a talker, on, on, a, on a usual but not always basis. I can explode into, talki into talkiness. As is, I suppose, evidenced by a friggin' podcast where all I do is talk to myself. Uh, yeah, but uh, when I get some drinks into me, that talkiness sort of oozes out more and more. I do feel more social than I would be otherwise, so that's just sort of an example. Spoke of life hacks and training your brain, and this kind of goes with Chris Hardwick has a book out, and despite my love of Chris Hardwick, it's not a book I have actually read. And the only reason is it seems kind of like it's a little... It sounds like a self-help book. Self-help. Well, maybe help. Self-help book uh, a little bit. And that's just kind of not something up my alley. If it was more sort of jokes or stories of his life or a autobiography, uh, that would be much, much more up my alley than what it sounds like. I'll probably read it at some point, but despite the fact that it's by, as the missus would say, man crush... <laughs> Chris Hardwick is the author. Uh, my desire to read it is not enormous. Okay, so let's move on to the last one I have brought back. Just three, yeah. Just brought, brought back three guests. We're going to do, uh, as they say, a shorter than full-length episode. Internet day, meaning, of course, 
just recording on my way into work and uh, not going to be recording on my way home. Well, I will be, but it'll be a different episode. Uh, okay, so guest the third is Kamel Nanjiani. Yes. Oh, uh, you know what I should say? Is my uh, Kamel Nanjiani joke that I tell basically every time he comes up, ever. And it is that Kamel Nanjiani and I have a lot in common. We both have podcasts. We both have podcasts in which we speak of video games. We both have podcasts in which we speak of video games and are married to women named Emily. We both have podcasts that we speak of video games and are married to women named Emily and were born in Pakistan. One of those things is in fact not true. I will leave it up to you to decide which. He, uh, Kamel, was actually the very first guest on this uh, Making It Weird. Uh, I think I, what I brought back here is their second talk, actually. Uh, Kamel's father was a psychologist, and i got to imagine that that is a situation that is not good. Mm. Are there upsides to it? Free psychiatry? Psychology, I suppose? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like that would be bad. And... I know it's sort of a joke in fiction, such as movies and TVs and such, that uh, the kids of psychologists are quite often very, very strange. And there is a kind of, I think, logical sense behind that, and I, and I think it's one of those things where the grain of truth is used and exaggerated for the purposes of comedy. Yeah, but still. The religious talk here spoke a little of Scientology versus, quote-unquote, old religions. Scientology, one of my most hated of all religions. Oh, yeah, that one sickens me more than most. Uh, Very, very many good documentaries about Scientology and the sort of brainwashing and horrible things it has done and continues to do. If I can, I I probably won't be able to find it. Well, maybe I will. No, I probably won't be able to. Anyways, you can probably just Google Scientology documentaries and find what I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> their their talk was a little more on the comedic side, uh, along the lines of Scientology, Scientology, sorry, the older religions are equally crazy, however Scientology is just new, or newer, so that adds a sort of extra level of seemingly craziness. <laughs> and that's something I pointed out from time to time, so uh, I, I like that they mention that. It seems they both have a very, very strong fear of getting old. Uh, that's not really something I share, per se. And I do uh, expect to die somewhat young, just for the reason that my family tends to uh, often die young. <laughs> no, you know what, that's not even true. Uh, it's just more the more the, that I'm a, a big guy, like 6'1", 240 pounds. That's, uh, that's a big, big dude, and it's normally... You, you don't see very many, and Adam Carolla points this out sometimes, you don't see many... Uh, very, very tall old people. They're always short old people for the reason that the tall ones are dead. So, uh, at least I'm sort of resigned to my fate. That's something. Kamel said that when he was 12 years old, he started using Rogaine just for fear of eventually losing his hair. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty serious. And there you go. Son of a psychologist. Sort of, a. Uh, showing a little bit of the potential weirdness. Maybe not necessarily from that fact, but still. Yeah, but still, again, I say. Uh, spoke a little bit about masturbation, of course. Making it weird is the name. 
and uh, let's round it all off with a little talk of pedophilia and brain tumors. Oh boy, making it weird, making it weird. Uh, I don't know where they heard this example, what scientific journal this was in, but it was uh, a dude who had a brain tumor that made him sexually attracted to kids. Once it was removed, he was no longer sexually attracted. Uh, it started growing back, and he started developing those feelings again. So fascinating, if true. But then if he were to follow through on that urge and were to be caught, should he go to prison? It was it was a thought along that line. Man, that is a friggin' tough, tough call. I suppose if he knew he had the tumor and knew what it did to him and didn't do anything about it, yeah, then he should go to jail. But if he had no idea what was happening, should he still go? Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough call. I'll tell you what, you could tweet at me what you think should happen. <laughs> Hashtag pedophilia tumor. Hashtag pedophilia tumor, people. Oh, my God. Folks, that was an episode, I suppose. I will say... I like to do from time to time, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper